my, oh my, oh my, oh my. Welcome into the Archangel Podcast, the daily show. I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures right here in the, uh, well, I, you know, I almost said the Baldwin Ace Hardware uh, Fear Bunker Studio. Well, that's not the case, not the case at all. See, I got a band, John. Boy, first thing Monday morning, shot right up, like he shot out of a cannon. All right, John's gone. Uh, our old pal, John Gismongo. One day, that fat fuck will learn his lesson. Uh, Linda, I hope you feel better soon. Uh, down uh, for the count for a little. Hey, what are you doing over there? Did it not look like Darla was getting ready to take a dump? Fuck. I don't think. Yeah, you just sit weird. All right, focus. Uh, not feeling the best with a little COVID action. I don't know if you saw this story, but uh, the government, the government is uh, giving you an opportun- uh, opportunity to uh, go to their, I don't know what the fucking website is. You can get like four more free COVID tests. This is awesome. So to kind of like uh, make sure, see if you f- feel bad, you can take a damn test. What you do is you go to some website. You can look it up. I don't know what it off the top of my head. And, uh, they give you, they'll send you four freebies. We've sent $600 million to one of those companies that makes those tests and said, here, make these tests. And it's like free. I love that. That is very cool. That is, uh, Amanda says she has it too. Oh fuck. Everybody's got COVID. Um, there is a new shot available, a new vaccine shot available that, um, I don't know if you can get it like exactly right now, but if not very, very soon, uh, politically, I saw a poll kind of related, but not really that Trump is leading the rest of the field. Like Trump has just shy of 60% and the re- all the other Republicans have 40. Oh my God. But in a head-to-head matchup, Trump and Biden are tied somehow. I guess that makes sense. At 46% each, plus or minus, you know, margin of error, all that other shit. Uh, I just saw that poll come out today, NBC News poll. But very interesting that he is, uh, he's more, he's stronger now than he's ever been before. In fact, when he announced his candidacy, he only had 50% support. So that motherfucker is just killing it. He's powered by indictments. Chris says that doesn't make sense. Bunch of lies. Disagree. It makes perfect sense. Uh, All right. I don't try to make heads or tails of these things. I I just report and comment. I'm glad to do it, too. Uh, hope you're all doing okay on your uh, be, being uh, less fraudulent on being a fat ass. No, 
You want to be fraudulent on being a fat ass. You want to be not fraudulent on not being a fat ass. I hope you all did well over the weekend. Now, typically, the day that I pig out is Sunday. Not so this Sunday. I did not because I pigged out Saturday. I was all set to uh, be America's greatest French fry cook on Saturday. And the queen of the forest said, so I kind of want to go out on a dinner date. I go, oh, yeah. Call off work. Now, I don't call in or call out. I just make myself available. Okay? I never, Doug said to me for Saturday, he goes, we'll play it by year. If we get real busy, like I live five minutes away from the place, uh, then we'll call you. And I go, yeah, fine, whatever. I'm not doing anything. Well, then I am doing something because the queen of the forest says, you've just, I've just given you plans. You have plans now. Oh, okay. So I called Doug and I go, look, buddy, I can't do it. So if you get in the weeds, don't call me. By the way, hilarious story. I got to tell you about this before I finish this story. Um, Tuesday of last week, I'm at Bosco's pub. It's just Doug and I in the kitchen. And uh, typically, if you put an order of mozzarella sticks into the fryer, three minutes, you got to pull them out. Just north of three minutes. And uh, for some reason, he got it in his brain that you have to cook them longer. He goes, yeah, uh, one was cold the other day. Now, I believe he's full of shit. But at the time, I go, okay, sounds good. Now, I know better. Because if you go north of that, uh, the uh, outside of the cheese stick is going to rupture. And all of the mozzarella is going to leave the inside of the mozzarella stick. And now it's floating in the fryer like jizz. And all you have left is a uh, breading tube. It makes a hellacious mess. And you do not want that to happen. Happen Now, they dug at one point in time, a couple years ago, put 18 sticks into the fryer and forgot them. And they all exploded. He pulls them out. Shit and fucking all that shit. And then he puts 18 more into complete. It's like three orders of mozzarella sticks. And he forgot him again. So that's like the ultimate. So they've said to me, whatever you do, don't let the mozzarella sticks explode. You got it. And I've never, ever done this. Ever. And I still haven't done it. Well, Ding Dong says to me, yeah, we got to cook them a little longer than three minutes, Eric. Because I actually put them in for about three minutes, 10 seconds. I go, now in my head, I'm going, no, that's not true. But I go, okay. Because Doug is a, it's it, it's uh, never a fruitful moment if you argue with him. So this is on Tuesday of last week. So he's acting like a fucking know-it-all, puts the shit in there. And then uh, he's actually standing over the fryer watching them. He's got his hand on the handle on the basket. And he's pulling it up, looking at it. No. Puts him back in. Five seconds. Pulls it up, looks at it. No. So we're, we're past the time. It's done. The food is done. He pulls it up again. 
and one of them exploded while he's looking at it. While he's looking at it. So that was outrageously funny, but I didn't say shit. It just didn't feel right. I thought he'd explode like the mozzarella stick if I said anything. Friday night. Now I've got a reason to do it because I've got an audience. It's Eric, Doug, and Dougie, which is Doug's son. And he's doing the same shit. He goes, hey, uh, it's like it didn't happen. Yeah, you got to put the mozzarella sticks in longer. And I'm like, okay, all right. And he puts the the mozzarella sticks in there. And then it was time to strike. And I said to Dougie, I go, you won't believe what he did last week. And I'm telling him the story I just told you. So he, while I'm telling the story, the three minutes passes and we're going north of three. And you know exactly where this is going. And he's doing the same thing. He's looking at him. And then all of a sudden I see what's going on inside of the basket. And Doug hears over his shoulder, he did it again. He did it again. And that's me going, he did it again. (laughs) The fucker blew up again. Oh my God, was that awesome. Now that's when you really stop the gas. And you rub his face right in that shit. Oh, and boy, did I. That was fun. Jesus. Um, all right. So then fast forward to the next day, Saturday. No, I'm not coming in. I'm going to I'm going out with the for the Queen of the with the Queen of the Forest. We're gonna go get something to eat. This is my cheat day now. I've taken this cheat day Sunday. When I say cheat day, I don't eat like an asshole the whole day. It's just one meal, you know, where you you know, if we were having hamburgers at the house, I'd have hamburger and French fries and a and a piece of cake. Um, but she wanted to go get sushi. Okay. Uh, three rolls and a bowl of uh, egg drop soup, which is just the best. Okay. So that disappears. And uh, she says. Oh, geez. I really want to go get some cold stone. And uh, now this is like her favorite thing in the world. I go, yes. I go, you know what? That's, that's awesome. That's a great idea. Let's go get some cold stone. We go there and, uh, I'm driving home and I don't feel great. My stomach is like, okay. Um, and I don't think it was the food I ate. Maybe it was, I don't know, but I, I just didn't feel great. Like, uh, I expected to have an extended, uh, seated position in a room with a fan while reading a book or looking at my phone. By the way, this is all horrible. What you're about to hear. I like to give you kind of like a, uh, you know, a preventative thing. Like, uh, looking ahead to the future. Like you, you might not want to hear this. The next thing I know, I'm throwing up. I'm at both ends. It was like reverse double penetration at this point. And, uh, it was weird because it, it wasn't as horrible on the uh, on the puke in the puke end because it was just like a little bit of the uh, uh, stra- strawberry flavored puke because that was the ice cream I had. 
And Queen of the Forest hears me. She's like, oh, what, what, what the fuck? I go, I don't know. I just I just uh, overwhelmingly had I had this horrible feeling of nauseousness. And, it just, and I'm still sitting there. It's all stupid. I go, here's the can. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. I The only thing I can, the most logical explanation is my body wasn't ready for that much of a uh, digestive assault. That's the only, you know, I mean, I've been... Uh, but a, a little bit more particular about the things I eat today is day 27 of this little experiment. The only thing I can uh, think is that my body was like, yeah, yeah this is bullshit. You can't uh, eat sensibly for uh, long spells of time and then suddenly drop three rolls of sushi, egg drop soup, and then uh, uh, strawberry ice cream from Cold Stone. You dick. Uh, that was it, but that was a, it was, that was enough. That was enough. Uh, surprisingly, uh, I didn't, uh, I didn't pack on 25 pounds over the weekend. Tyler says, Eric's stomach had alarms going off saying, oh shit, he's back to his old ways. I'm not ready for this. That's what I'm thinking. Maureen says, I'm glad I didn't eat breakfast. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't eat breakfast till after 11 a.m. these days. I don't even, I can't even read it. Uh, Ryan says good old sushi poisoning. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I think it was just overeating. I don't think I had, uh, you know, anything bad happen. Uh, Joe Stinkpot, the not psychotic Pellerito. Writes, his pullout game isn't so good when referring to Doug at Bosco's. Um, by the way, Joe, again, you might want to check on your brother. I was tipped off that he is going back to five-year-old posts on what was then known as Zaniac United fan page and responding to the comment section that are five years out of context, like it's today. The way that page filters it, if there's a new comment made, it goes to the top of the page. So it shows up as new. He's going back to five, six, seven-year-old comment uh, posts and answering questions and talking like it just happened. And no one really knows that's even part of that page what to do with it. They're not even participating because they can't figure out why he... Oh, boy. Hmm. Very strange. Uh, Ashley is here. She says, who's doing this? I just woke up. Yeah. Just FOMO. No, just relax. It'll all come to you. Just kind of merge into traffic. When you're driving down the road and you merge into traffic, you're not interested with, with, uh, what happened in that spot on the road three minutes ago because you're moving forward. God, the FOMO on this one. 
Uh, easy medical update. Friday, off to the urologist. Now I'm actually seated with a uh, uh, physician's assistant. Prior to that, though, the nurse uh, leads me into um, the exam room. Prior to that, she uh, has me give a sample of urine, empty my bladder. And then uh, she leads me in there. She goes, okay, now I got to see how much urine is in your bladder. Oh, my God. God. And uh, she goes, lay down on your back and undo your pants. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go. Now, we've got a real uh, out-of-control bush uh, with your old pal EZ these days. I mean, it looks like 1976 all over again, this this dumb gray bush. So I'm a little bit, you know, a little weird. And uh, she puts the ultrasound jelly right on my uh, on my bladder area, on the out, you know, on my belly, and then she goes, okay, you emptied it. Okay, awesome. Put away my gray bush. As Linda says, too much information. No, it's a perfect amount of information. Maureen says, I hope you didn't get a stiffy. No. No, there was no stiffy involved in this. By the way, Joe Stinkpot says, I saw that too. I'll give him a hello. Yeah, don't give him a hello. Give him a what the fuck is wrong with you is what you need to give him. What, it's like, what are you doing? Your brother is an oddball, okay? I'm just going to come out and say it. He is an oddball. Ryan says, wait a second, big fraud. When you get old like you, your pubes go gray? Well, yeah, that stands to reason, dumbass. It starts at the top and works its way down. Why wouldn't that? I mean, it, I don't understand the question. Uh, get in front of the physician's assistant. Like a doctor, but not a doctor. You know, they like weed you out. They, they, they have you meet with the PA and, uh, you know, maybe they can handle it for you. So she's asking me my symptoms and having a conversation with her and she goes, okay, you have an enlarged prostate. Uh, for most men, it starts to grow. Yours is doing that now. And what it does is it kind of, um, affects things with having to go to the bathroom. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, she goes, this, uh, we, we gave you the flow max. Now what happened? Here's what happens that flow max medicine that I take. I'm taking the most you can take 0.08 milligrams a day. There's a sphincter that lets go of the pee and it relaxes the sphincter. Well, it's helping to some degree, but not enough. She said, we're putting you on another medicine. In addition to the Flomax, this medicine is going to shrink your prostate. And I'm like, well, that's fucking great. Hell yes. 
By the way, no uh, no threat of cancer. I've had all sorts of tests done to determine prostate-specific antigen levels. It's all all in the green, everything good. Okay? Nick has suggested before that it's important that I jizz daily so I don't clog it up with dust. Uh, Amanda says, that's good. My uncle just got diagnosed stage four. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I don't know if, if Nick is correct in that assumption. And I didn't, uh, I didn't ask her. Diana did say to me though, um, when I was telling her about this appointment, she goes, did you tell him? Or did you tell her that sometimes your volume's a little low when you jizz? And I go, no, I did not. I did not say that. Oh, well, you should have told her that. Fuck. What am I telling you this for? Anyway. She goes, we're going to give you this medicine. The problem is. It doesn't take, you start taking it today and then it doesn't work until uh, six months from now. What? She says, yeah, it, it takes a long time. You have to take it every day. And then in six months, you will have a smaller prostate and the problem should clear up. So Saturday, wait a minute. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Today is day four of the medicine. Linda says, once again, TMI. Okay, yeah, whatever. Whatever. When you ladies get together, I know the shit you talk about, okay? So that's, uh, I, I walked out of there. And, uh, off I go. Nothing more to say, nothing more to do for now. Uh, an at-home issue this weekend. We got a collar for Do uh, Darla. You can see it on her right now. And uh, big mistake because we would make her dog leash like a lasso, almost like a choker. It was like a choker. Uh, and put that over her. Now we just clipped right in, took the little clippy thing at the end of the uh, leash and put it right onto the ring on her collar. Diane is in the backyard with both dogs on a leash, Bruce and um, and Darla. O'Neal's wandering around like he does in the pool area because you know I have an in-ground pool. <clears throat> and that's... Uh, what he usually does. It, it takes a lot for him to get distracted enough to leave that. He can, he can jump down the retaining wall, but he always comes back and he's, um, he's unlike, he's not like Bruce. Bruce, if he leaves, he's not coming back. O'Neill, he just calls his name and he'll come back. Uh, I noticed that the neighbor across the street, their dog has gotten loose. Her name is Ruby. And that dog does not like to, it likes to, uh, if you try to, uh, bring her back. She's going to keep running away. So the kids are chasing the dog around the neighborhood. I go, I'm going to help out. I'm going to get one of my dogs and 
Ruby will want to play with one of our dogs. So then we'll just grab the dog. We'll help. I'll help corral the dog. So Diana, as I said, has Bruce and Darla. I go, give me Bruce. I take Bruce. He's on the leash. I walk into the front yard. As I'm doing that, this all happens at the same time. I've got Bruce on the leash and over, over my right shoulder, O'Neal is now out of the back, into the front, running to go play with Ruby. He somehow has some type of ESP or I don't know what the fuck it was, some uh, mental ability to sense that there's fun happening. And he comes tearing out of the back. Darla has slipped out of that collar because it was loose, and now she's loose. So it was one dog loose with me, with Bruce to help, now Bruce is still on a leash with me and O'Neill and Darla are loose with Ruby running around the cul-de-sac like, like maniacs. So embarrassing. Uh, the neighbors across the street, uh, Etta and, and Chris and the whole, everybody's getting involved. It, it's like I can hear the Benny Hill music. And then the kids are chasing the dogs and all three are now running uh, like towards the road where the cars are like, Jesus Christ, stop chasing them. So all the parents are screaming at the kids. I'm just being quiet. Uh, eventually they come back, get the dogs, bring them back in complete catastrophe. Everything is fine. That ends. One hour later, we're letting the dogs out. I got Bruce on a leash. I got Darla. Uh, Diana has Darla. Um, we're in the front yard. They're going to the restroom, going to the bathroom. And then uh, she starts walking back towards the backyard with Darla. Darla slips her head out of the collar again. And then... And there's all sorts of people that are having a barbecue in the cul-de-sac. It's like kids everywhere. Little kids playing basketball. Moms and dads are sitting around the bonfire, the little driveway bonfire. There's probably 20 people out there. And then uh, louder than a police siren, the neighborhood hears, God damn it, Eric! Now, that, that's confusing because uh, I have Bruce and we are just, he's just going to the bathroom. Darla gets away from Diana and she screams, God damn it, Eric. Like I did it, you know? And so this, you know, needle scratch, piano drop, forks and knives on plates. They all look up and. There she is. And I just, she just runs right by me looking at me and I'm looking at her like, and I said, what did I do? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck she was thinking. Why, why would you say, God damn it, Eric, when that happens? I have no idea. Um, I don't know. Maybe the first time it happened, you tighten up the collar or you go back to using the leash as a lasso or you just kind of uh, 
hold it the way that she won't yank her head out of the collar? I, I either way, I didn't do it. What the fuck am I? What? Why are you yelling? God damn it, Eric! Jesus. Whatever. Dog runs across the street. See everybody. All she wants to do is visit. I still haven't spoken, and I I just I just kept going. I just took the I just took Bruce for a walk. I gotta go. They all think I'm an asshole. What the fuck? Uh, Wenji says it's always the man's fault. I, I think that's Ben Weller. Even when it's clearly the woman's fault. Maureen says that's right. Uh, Kenny says, what would you do? What would you and Diana do if you didn't have to run after and clean up after all those dogs all the time? Your lives would be so much different. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be terrible. Maureen says easy. I can honestly say the sisters do not discuss your bush, your jizz or anything of that nature. Well, all right. I don't believe you. Those are lies. Megan is here. Good morning. Tyler says every wife's natural instinct is to immediately blame the husband. Yes. That is not Megan. That is Sarah. Megan is tell your dogs I said hi. I've done that before. Anyway. Welcome to you. Glad you're here. Um, before Taylor Swift, I was sick of Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Uh, I've just had it with every time there's an NFL game on, there's 8 million commercials that feature either Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes. You know, oftentimes you hear about an athlete and uh, they do something like, I don't know, beat up a woman or get caught with drugs or uh, child porno or drunk driving or something like that. We can only hope that uh, one of those scenarios play out for Mahomes or Kelsey. Because it's so fucking annoying. You add to that, that everyone in their circle is also equally annoying. Even more so. First of all, I find Taylor Swift annoying. Sorry, not sorry. She annoys the shit out of me. I find um, Patrick Mahomes' brother incredibly annoying. His wife, same thing. His mom, same thing. In fact, all Chiefs fans in general are annoying. Makes me happy that the Lions beat them. And the, By the way, congrats to the Lions. That was a big win. Kind of beat the shit out of Atlanta. Game looked reasonably close, but the Lions, uh, their defense, they fixed some things in the last several days. Uh, For the longest time, the Green Bay Packers 
were my most hated team. Uh, but I would say now that Kansas City has supplanted them. I still don't like the Packers. In fact, the Lions are at Green Bay on Thursday. A little Thursday night game. Uh, that should be fantastic. But I, I can't stand the Chiefs. They really bug the shit out of me. And now um, with Kelsey and Swift together, that's kind of like a merging of two of the most annoying things on the planet. Okay. She uh, was at the game and she was in the uh, family box seat with Travis Kelsey's mother and uh, some other folks. And it seemed like every single minute of that game, you saw uh, uh, Travis Kelsey's girlfriend, Taylor Swift. And it's just, fuck it, man. I've had it. Look at this shit. There's no sound of this. She's just kind of like there. And she's, I don't know, she's cheering. There's, there's mom. Um, by the way, mom, her other son plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think they play Monday night tonight. She better be at that game. You know, she's always like, I'm mama Kelsey. I root for both of them. It. Okay. If we don't see her mama Kelsey at the Eagles game, that's a problem. If I'm Travis Kelsey and my mom, I mean, if I'm brother Kelsey, I don't even know that fucking guy's name. The other guy doesn't matter. He's a, who gives a shit about him? I I didn't even know that guy existed until last year at the Super Bowl when the Eagles and the uh, uh, Chiefs played. That's, That's when everybody found out who that other dude is. No one gives a fuck about him. I don't even know what position he plays. He could be the kicker for all I know. So mom, she better go because otherwise you're going to crush that kid. I mean, he would, he already feels like a loser probably because his, uh, his brother is, uh, is dating, uh, uh, what's her name here? Taylor Swift. And I don't, who knows what he has. He probably has some whole hum, humdrum wife who looks like his mom. And the brothers got T Swift. So if I'm Travis Kelsey, though, I think that one of the things I would have to do, I I wonder if the conversation can be had because, you know, when you start dating somebody new, I don't know if it's appropriate to like have conversations about dating past. I think that that can be kind of messy. You know, unless you offer to reveal it. But let's say I started dating. Let's say I was single and I started dating someone. Um, If she were to ask me, hey, I need to know about uh, all the girls that you dated in the past. Girls or guys. And I, you know, that's just kind of weird. But with, with Swift, it's different. Because all of the people that she's been dating, it's like, you know, out there. 
it's very easy to follow up on the, the boyfriends that she's had. And I don't know. It's just kind of weird that her dating history is out there. I mean, God knows if she's sexually active. She might be a prude. Uh, my pals on the Drew and Mike show suggested that exact thing. That the reason why she has boyfriends and then she doesn't have boyfriends is because uh, she doesn't have sex. She doesn't give it up. Now, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I think she's a normal, uh, I think, you know, I mean, come on. Uh, not normal these days would be someone not having sex. But I don't know. It's just kind of strange to me. You look at the uh, uh, Tom Hiddleston. Is that the guy that she was with him for like seven years? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Harry Styles. Uh, uh, what's the one guy's name? Um, he was an old guy. He plays John. No. Uh, John Mayer. Is that it? John Mayer. Chris Mayer, Paul Mayer, he's a lot old. He's like 75 years old now. Well, anyway, these two seem to be getting along pretty well. They're both the same age. Here she is. She's happy. Oh, got a bitch. She has a large mouth. Like when she gets excited and opens her mouth, look at that. That is a, that's a large hole there. Mama Kelsey knows not to open her mouth because she knows the camera's on her. This guy here, his mouth is open. So is this guy's. But when you compare these two dudes' mouth size, it's not nearly as big as, as Taylor Swift's. The opening that her mouth creates is huge. John Mayer. That's a guy's name. I think I said that. Uh, yeah, that that is... Incredibly unattractive to me. It's like her mouth is open bigger than this snake on this uh, piece on this t-shirt behind her, whatever the fuck that is. She's laughing. She's having a good time. Here comes Travis. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Who are all these people that are in there? Friends of the family, I guess that guy scores a touchdown and everybody has a good time. Okay, and then this is when Kelsey scores his touchdown. And then she just loses her shit. Oh, my God. All right, that's enough of her. If you uh, if you want to see this, this guy's barely even showing any emotion here. Where's the brother? The brother is... Uh, Wait a minute. No, I'm getting things mixed up. The brother is Patrick Mahomes' brother. I'm, I'm, see, I, it's all blending together for me. He wouldn't be in there. Uh, Amanda says, this is so gross. Ryan says he was right up in that mouth. Uh, Ryan says, did you know show member Jimmy did her makeup once? Yes, he's told us that about 100 times. Packer for fun says, act like you've been there. Vince Lombardi. 
I think they have been there. Anyway, after the game, uh, they interviewed uh, Patrick Mahomes, who uh, I, I I would like Mahomes if I didn't have to see him on every commercial break, like I was indicating uh, earlier in the show. But Erin uh, Andrews, she interviews Patrick Mahomes, and uh, near the end of the interview, this portion comes out. Do you realize how much pressure there was on you today from the Swifties to get Travis Kelsey a touchdown with Taylor in the house today? Yeah, I heard that. I heard she was in the house. Uh, Did you feel it? Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt a little bit of pressure. Um, and so- he sounds like um, Cookie Monster. <laughs> Cookie? No, he sounds like Grover. Which one is it from Sesame Street? He sounds like a. He definitely sounds like a Sesame Street character down with Taylor in the house today? Yeah, I heard that. I heard she was in the house. Uh, Did you feel it? Did you feel the pressure, Patrick? I felt a little bit of pressure. Um, and so I knew I had to get it to Travis. And of course, it's on a route that Travis, he, he, he does his own thing and just makes up a route and I throw it to him. So uh, I think he wanted to get in the end zone just as much as uh, all the Swifties wanted him to. Appreciate you. Thanks for having fun. Do you re- How fucking annoying. Yeah, fuck the Chiefs. You know, it didn't help. That that whole game between the Chiefs and the Bears, it was an embarrassment. The Chiefs, oh, God, and the Bears sucked so bad, the Chiefs were scoring at will. Like the Okay, all during the uh, uh, offseason, I follow a couple of uh, Chicago Bear fan sites. They're like making a big deal about this uh, uh, fucking, I forget the quarterback's name. He's supposed to be great and he sucks so bad. Oh, the guy's a huge pile of shit. And then it was, yeah, that's it, Justin Fields. And then during the week, the Bears defensive coordinator, something terrible happened and we're not sure what. Adam Schefter said it wasn't illegal, but Bears Human Resources was involved, and he's fired. Uh, Linda is uh, doing the Linda show today. As she drops the next topic I'm going to talk about. When are you going to get it through your dumb girl head? How many times do we have to go down this road? She writes, how about the Dolphins putting up 70? Go to Um, I believe that that requires 10 minutes. Shut up, COVID bitch. God damn it. God damn it. What the fuck? I've never seen someone with COVID uh, be so energetic and chatty to try to destroy the show. This is not the Linda. This is not the single Linda show. Shush.
God damn. Well, this is a first. Well, anyway. Um, so I now loathe Mahomes and Kelsey. I, I was I was loathing them prior to all the Taylor Swift bullshit. And then after the game, uh, Kelsey comes out and he's wearing this ridiculous blue and white tie-dye suit or whatever the fuck it was. They get into a muscle car and peel out. Okay, this is not going to last long. No way. No way, no how. All right? Holy shit. All right, for you folks that are watching the show on Facebook, X, and YouTube, it's time to say goodbye. Thank you so much for being here. But if you want the rest of the show... You have to head over to Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, or download the Twitch app and search Eric Zane Live. Thank you very much. That's how you do it. You want the show live in its entirety? That's how you do it. So go to Twitch and sign up. Do me that favor, please. Follow the page and you'll know when I go live. The audio podcast, what you're hearing here, everything will be made available on audio. Uh, just find the podcast wherever you download shows. Just search Eric Zane Show Podcast. There it is. You can listen. I include I include the show notes with all the uh, links to the stories that I've talked about. And uh, I also do a Patreon where you can sign up for free for seven days. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. I just posted a new edition of Who Are These Zanes? From May 5th, 2001. From WIMZ in Knoxville, Tennessee, Ben Glaze and myself reviewing that episode of that show. It was rough. And of course, uh, a number of other shows there on Patreon as well. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Hey, what's up? It's your pal EZ with another amazing partner for the Eric Zane Show podcast, the Eufy Video Lock. Oh my gosh. Smart Lock 2K Cam and Doorbell 3-in-1 Triple Security. You got everything in one device, all right? Rather than install piecemeal, hoping that you got this app, that it's going to work okay in that app, and oh, my God. This is not just for security, but also for convenience. No more worrying about losing keys, and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. So, you know, like they all have their codes. They walk up to the door, they punch it in, the door unlocks, in they go. And of course, it's a video camera. So it's all there. You can see who shows up at your door. This is fantastic. We live in a golden age for home security. And the Eufy video lock is the top of the heap. Okay, you can go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock for more information. This thing is easy to install. The setup, all you need is a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling or anything like that. All the keyless entry components make it so fantastic. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition. Amazing. No battery anxiety. You've got the ultimate, I don't know what it is, super lithium whatever that keeps this thing powered for a long long time no monthly fee on this unlike other brands that do that they just bend you over and charge you a monthly fee i love the eufy video lock get to eufyofficial.com slash video lock e-u-f-y official.com slash video lock 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Okay, there's a number of other things that I'm going to get to that Linda will no doubt, uh, as soon as she gets out of her 10-minute exile, tell us all about before I get to them. Uh, there's kind of like a set of uh, a ground rules uh, for the live audience. You lovingly contribute to the conversation. Um, for the things I'm talking about, maybe a joke or two. Um, maybe a reaction. But by no means are you supposed to start commenting about your own topics. A, I may be talking about it momentarily. And B, no one cares that you're dropping in with what you want to talk about. That is notoriously an Amanda or Kenny thing over the years. Very rarely is it someone like Alinda. So for Linda to get yelled at is uh, is rare because Linda pretty much uh, sets the bar pretty high when it comes to not doing that. All right. Um. Ashley says that Taylor Swift's that the suit that Kelsey on had her face on it. I did not see that. Tyler says we've all been there. Linda, you'll bounce back and be just fine. Amanda says, to be honest, when I had COVID last week, I was out of my mind. Amanda, you were sick. I had no idea. I didn't turn around every time and see that you were posting somewhere that you were sick. I had no clue. God, weird. Every single time I went to social media, Amanda was announcing that she's ill. Oh my God. Hey guys, guess what? What? I'm sick. Okay, cool. Did you guys know that I'm sick? Yeah, we, we got it. We got it. Aram says, usually it's someone new who has never listened to the show before. Linda, what the fuck? Did you guys know Amanda was sick? Yeah, she had a cold. She had COVID. She had cancer. She had a cold. UTI. Um, colostomy bag put on her. And um, legs amputated. She's sick. Anyway, uh, okay. Sorry, I'm done picking on you guys. The open and live stream of today's show brought to you by TC Paintball. The rumor is near the end of November, we'll be looking at a paintball event. But if you want to get your group together and have some fun, go to TC Paintball. The paintball destination in the great state of Michigan, TC Paintball, gr.com. 
So much fun. You just walk in. You got your group. You put down your money. Fill out your waiver. They give you the gun. They give you the paint. They give you the mask. And off you go. Either outside or inside, depending on the weather. TC Paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com. By the way, I'm not going to lie to you. My throat has been feeling scratchy the last couple of days. And the two times that I had COVID, that was uh, what it's what started it. So, and it's running wild. Now, dumb fucks like Jismongo, who came in here and tried starting trouble, it's, uh, it's well documented and well accepted that when you have COVID, if you've never gotten a shot, your risk of hospitalization and or death is through the roof. Um, John is of the type that are like, oh, but they said, yo, it was supposed to be this effective and it's not. Uh, okay. I'm just telling you, uh, you have a longer chance, a better chance of survival if you have that medicine in you. And besides, you're disgusting, so fuck off. I knew I should have never brought that guy back. I knew eventually he would come in here and just start try to start shit like that with you. Which, by the way, there's a clip going around on the Castaways United of him saying the N-word again. Where he, he bleeps out his N-word usage. He's such a piece of shit. Oh, one more thing. Two weeks ago, those losers had 54 people following them on Rumble. And now, 54. The same number. And then on Kick, he still has 14 people following his show. On his most recent edition of the Boomer Bunker, he started out the show talking about how much he misses Twitch. Which, if you remember, when he was on my show, he said he doesn't care. There you go. That's John for you. Okay. Yeah, there's a pretty good chance that the Writers Guild strike is over. Now... They haven't yet said the details, but the Writers Guild and Hollywood have reached a tentative agreement to end the strike. The actors, though, nothing. Still on strike. Now, if you recall, part of the concern for the writers, which is keeping all these shows from um, going forward, shows and movies, was... First of all, they're concerned about artificial intelligence. They're also concerned about revenues from streaming shows, which they don't get a part of. Uh, there's less opportunities to work. Writers aren't needed. Not as many writers are needed. And the amount of money that the studios are making is a lot more than it used to be because of streaming revenue. So it's basically like the technology has moved ahead and the uh, studios are taking advantage of it and the actual people are being, you know, frozen out of it. Now, this sounds a lot like radio, except radio's not unionized. I wish it were. Um, 
because the second that radio got its hands on technology to do away with workers, they, oh my God, they jumped in. This has been, this has been uh, uh, an ever-changing thing since the mid-1990s when automation started to reveal itself as a player. We were, uh, when I used to actually put records on the radio where I have turntables next to me and tape players and CD players, when uh, the radio station had to be manned by a person for 24 hours a day, as soon as they got the opportunity, radio station companies, owners, you name it, that they didn't have to have a person there. Oh my God. Even when the technology wasn't perfect, it was still worth it to them to um, risk the fuck-ups of having an unmanned station for a period of time for the $7 an hour you were saving. It's remarkable. Uh, And that's continued to this day. I wish I could get a statistic about how many actual radio jobs there were in 1992 compared to what they were in 2022 or what they are in 2022 or 2023. The actual physical amount of jobs, the the numerical uh, equivalents. And you would see so many less people working. So that's one of the things that they're concerned about is technology phasing them out. Whenever technology is introduced into a workplace, whoever's, um, uh, you know, making the decisions, they're going to be, oh, fuck, yes. Look at the auto industry. As soon as they started to automate as much as they could about the, oh, fuck, yes, robots. Oh, so much better. Uh, Union leaders in Hollywood studios reached a tentative agreement Sunday to end this screenwriter strike after five months. Nothing for the actors. The Writers Guild announced the deal in a joint statement with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers. WGA has reached a tentative agreement. I, I need to know the details here. What? Because they were so far apart. It's a three-year contract agreement, supposedly. Nothing yet official. Set it on, uh, Settled on after five marathon days of renewed talks by WGA and AMPTP negotiators. That was joined at times by studio executives. Uh, The agreement comes just five days before the strike would have become the longest in the uh, Writers Guild's history and the longest Hollywood strike in more than 70 years. About 11,500 members of the Writers Guild of of America walked off the job on May 2nd over issues of pay, the size of writing staffs and shows, and the use of art of AI and um, in the creation of scripts and um, money distributed through uh, streaming, as I talked about. How about uh, Drew Barrymore? You know, the fact that if she had just waited a week and not said shit, and then Bill Maher, he's another... At least Barrymore came back and said, hey, I fucked up. I fucked up and she did that, which it was all bullshit. I wish she would have just said, yeah, I got caught. So I, I, I'm just, I'll, I'll see myself out instead of that dramatic bullshit she did. And then Bill Maher, he just doesn't give a fuck. Um, however, it does say real time with Bill Maher and the talk all reverse course in the face of picketing and pressure. Uh, I didn't realize that the talk and real time with Bill Maher uh, t- 
turn tail. I thought that he was going ahead with his uh, bringing his show back, but I guess I missed that one. So they all realized that they were fucked if they were strike breakers. Meanwhile, the auto industry. Okay. Now they're starting to expand their strike and tightening their grip on, uh, on the big three. And uh, you're, you're going to see more and more plant stoppages. And um, this means that parts are going to be uh, harder to find when it comes to getting your vehicle repaired. I'm wondering if this will affect our friends at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Um, but yes, not, uh, not exactly uh, uh, a great thing. Still going on. Still going on. Uh, Kenny says the local college here has been left running by computers at night for about 25 years now. The college radio station. Yeah, the fact that nowadays there are no physical entities. Like if you were to start a radio station and actually tout it as, oh my God, uh, we have people manning the radio station all hours of the day. We're actually playing vinyl records you can hear the scratchiness you might actually have a puncher's chance of doing something great but you'd have to have a lot of money going into it that would be fun to do actually start an old school radio station i don't know if it would work probably not it's not like anybody i keep forgetting the fact um that not a lot of people are listening to the radio that there's just not a lot of ears that are listening to the actual radio these days. Uh, but I still love it. I still wish I could go back to it even now, like as kind of like a side hustle. In addition to this, I would love that opportunity. I don't know if it will ever happen though. Easy and radio stations don't, they seem to be like, uh, uh, oil and water these days. If I could finish up this show, my day's worth of podcasting every day like I have been, and then go and do an afternoon show somewhere um, where I could slowly incorporate ideas and things that I want to do, um, maybe, maybe I could do that, but probably not. That ship has sailed. We are approaching five years now. It will be on uh, January 6th, 2024, that it will be the five-year anniversary of doing the podcast. I don't count the uh, $12 an hour on Big 101.3 as uh, actually, well, I mean, it, yes, it's a radio job, but I mean, it's all automated. It's me recording it. It's voice tracked. It's, come on. All right. Another reason why dogs are better than humans. Okay, nothing was hurt here. There's pictures to go with it. There's no video. Uh, this happened somewhere in India. First, I'm going to tell you the story. Dog walking around somewhere in India and a pack of wild dogs wants to eat the golden golden retriever, the golden lab. All right. And the dog scared shitless. It's someone's dog that's out. And so the wild dogs are about to kill 
the domesticated dog. The domesticated dog, the house dog, uh, someone's pet, to get away, wanders into this river. The river is infested with crocodiles. Enormous crocodiles. And they start to move towards the dog. Someone documenting it with still pictures. I don't know why they're documenting it. They think that the dog is going to get eaten. I don't know if they're going to sell it to National Geographic or what. Well, then the gators surround the dog and they uh, direct it to an area that's not near where these the pack of dogs is on, on the shore to get it away. They actually nudge, politely nudge the dog to an area of land where the dog can get out and get away. So basically, the hungry crocodiles save the life of the dog. And why am I saying why dogs are better than people? Because if any person was in there, you know what would happen. They would be eaten. And we'd, there'd be a horrible video that exists. But look at My man is in here. This is the dog. He's adorable. And uh, the, here's the crocodile saying, yeah, you got to go this way, man. Go this way. These asshole dogs are going to eat you, you stupid idiot. Holy fuck. Uh, the situation was described in a new report we published in uh, the Journal of Threatened Taxa. It's a wordy title for a publication by scientists who have spent years studying marsh crocodiles, otherwise known as muggers in this community of India. These crocodiles can get up to 18 feet long and weigh a thousand pounds. So like one bite, that's it. But they said they're not always aggressive. The young dog was chased by a pack of feral dogs, ended up trying to escape in the Savitri River. The muggers were clearly seen floating close by the water and their attention was drawn to the animal. But rather than eating the dog, they displayed more docile behavior and guided it away from the pack of dogs. Motherfucker. Uh... The muggers were putting their emotional intelligence on display, emotional empathy, which allows one species to experience the emotional feelings of another isn't thoroughly investigated in these animals, they said, but it could be an answer. Now, I'm a little concerned about when the dog actually got out that the pack, God damn it. The, I, just the idea of something happening to that dog breaks my heart. But for this time, it was okay. The Crocs saved the dog. Maureen says, welcome back, Linda. Behave yourself. Yeah, I wonder how that felt. Ten minutes is a long time. And I like. she says, I have brain fog. I like how when you did it, and then I busted you, you went, oh, come on. All right. Go Tinkle. I'll be right back. All right. 
Uh, Maureen says that John went to Discord and said the Zane, the lame Zane fans can't handle him in the morning. I don't know about that. You're just annoying. Um, Kenny says, why is he on Zane's discord? Well, come on. You know why he's on my discord? Cause he likes annoying people. I actually texted him during the, um, during the, uh, when I was taking my potty break, I said, I'm not going to allow you to come in there and start being an asshole to everybody. Go fuck yourself. You fat cow. He said, oh, your poor Pearl clutching fans can't handle an opposing opinion. I didn't even say anything bad. No problem. I'm out of the Eric Zane business. Like I said, and you prove you couldn't handle me. You and your low IQ fans deserve each other. I love being right. (laughs) That is fantastic. John Gismongo. Uh, Aram says, Jamingo wants to hide out from the Zaniacs for a little while. Look, at the end of the day, we know this. Uh, he's slowly, well, actually pretty quickly, whittling down his, uh, his avenues of putting a stupid show up. He uh, podcasts for a few dozen people. Um, uh, Whenever he does the show, uh, you might be like, well, easy. You do too. It's like, yeah, I know. I know. I sure do. Um, but considering where John was and wow, it's gone steadily downhill. Now he's actually down to 54 people who pay attention to his show on rumble and 14 who pay attention on kick. Thank God. I've got 1100 people who follow me on Twitch. So, and he's sitting there complaining about, oh my God, I miss Twitch. I miss it. It's like, shut up, you fucking bitch. God damn, you deserve everything you, everything you get. Uh, Linda says he doesn't get to me. I just hate ignorant fucks like him. Well, that's getting to you. It's okay. If he gets to you, he gets to me. He gets to us. There's no question because he's so goddamn ignorant. No, I can't stand that guy. He's a fucking idiot. Um, all right. Where was I? Thank you to the King's Room Barbershop. And I got to get over there, by the way. Uh, Andy and Colleen, kingsroom.net is their uh, spot online where you can find out their locations, their hours, who's working when. If you've uh, If you're a guy and you get your hair cut at either Jude's Lady Jane's or Sport Clips or wherever, head over to King's Room Barbershop and uh, try them out. Please mention me when you get there. Uh, If Colleen or Andy uh, are the ones cutting your hair, they'll know exactly because they are the owners. But if it's another one of the stylists, please have them mention to Colleen or Andy that uh, your old pal EZ sent you. King's Room Barbershop, three locations, Caledonia, Northland Drive, and in Wyoming, uh, 821 36th Street next to the costume room used to be part of Rogers Plaza. They've moved five minutes down the road. 
for a different standalone building that is theirs. Congrats to that, my friends at King's Room Barbershop. Thank you to Frank Fuss. My policy shop insurance. Now, I need to explain something to you. I've said in the past that uh, this is a message for people who are either self-employed or in between jobs or their boss doesn't offer insurance, but that's not true. There is a change in the governmental policy when it comes to health insurance now. For example, let's say you have a family of, it's you, your wife, and two kids. The insurance that your uh, employer offers you that covers you is not expensive for you. But if you add the family to it, you're paying a lot each pay period for your insurance. Like they'll cover some of it, your employer. Uh, so again, if, if with, for you, that's uh, usually pretty, uh, not a, not a lot out of your pocket each month, but when you have to pay for your whole family, for your employee employer offered insurance, it, it can get a little pricey. I'm sure you all realize that. However, new this year, you can take advantage of your employer insurance and the rest of your family can get insurance on the marketplace. And with the tax subsidy, this could save you hundreds of dollars every single month. So you have your insurance policy and then the family is under a different insurance policy. And the amount of money that you pay is a lot less because the way uh, healthcare.gov is set up, if you meet the requirements for salary, like you don't make a certain amount, you're below a threshold, they give you a tax subsidy for that which is a lot of the premium costs. So you will save hundreds of dollars every month. It's worth your time to look into this. So I'm basically in this message, I'm saying not only is this for the people that I've mentioned before, it's also for you with your uh, family insurance policy through your employer. All I'm asking you to do is reach out to Frank and have him investigate for you. It's free. It's worth a 15 minute phone call. So this is what you do. You go to buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-Y, insurancehere.com, and fill out the form. Buyinsurancehere.com, and, uh, well, pass along your information. And then he will reach out to you and determine exactly how this can work for you. So not everybody will qualify. It all depends on how much money you make. But if you are under a certain threshold, basically that um, premium that you would pay is greatly reduced because the government is going to pay for that. That's why we pay taxes. Oliver Anthony, you fucking dummy. <coughs> anyway, uh, my policy shop insurance with Frank fuss buy insurance here.com. Okay. Uh, I've got, it's kind of weird because we've had a lot of uh, sports related stories. So we do have a lot of sports related stories on the show today. But uh, uh, the one thing I want you to keep in mind whenever I talk about a sports story, I'm not like breaking down the game. I'm always, uh, I have something interesting to share with you. So whenever you see like a clip of like a football coach or something like that, 
All right. Like uh, in this case, Sean Payton, the Denver Broncos coach. I mean, I don't give a shit about, you know, the defense or the offense or anything like that because I know you don't give a shit. But when something hilarious happens, uh, I want to talk about it. So stay with me here whether you like sports or don't. By the way, Ashley says, I'm meeting with Frank at 5 today. Thank you. Please mention me, Hurricane Ashley. Um, so Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos got murdered by the uh, Miami Dolphins and Tua yesterday. Of course, you guys all know that because uh, Linda wanted to talk about that earlier on the Linda podcast. Tyler says, next story, please. Linda already covered this. Well, Denver sucks, okay? They haven't won a game this year. Miami's pretty good. They give up almost a record amount of points. Now, Sean Payton just talked about how fucked up the loss was. And then he opens it up to questions. And then this reporter goes this direction. Now, look at that look on his face. You know that if you're talking to a guy who looks like that, he looks like he just went 10 rounds with the champ. I know that you said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I'm more. I know you said it's embarrassing. So he's already said the problem. But this is kind of a historic day. Because they, they gave up the amount of points that is almost the most ever in one game. I think the most ever is like 73. They gave up 70. We all know that because Linda. I know that you said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I'm aware. Okay. Now at this point, if you get I'm aware, the reporter needs to go, you're right. You know what, ripcord. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you this question. One more. Third time the team has scored seventy points over seven. What's the question? <laughs> Reporters giving him more statistics. Third times. Third time ever a team has scored seventy or more in the history of of all these games. So that's this is very rare for this to happen. And then he interrupts him and says, "What's the question?" One more. Third time the team has scored seventy points over seven. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. How do you feel about it being historically embarrassing? He's already said I'm embarrassed. But this guy wants to know how does it feel to be historically embarrassed? (laughs) Holy fuck! The balls on this guy. What's the question? What's the question? I just finished telling you. Next question. Oh, God damn. What the fuck? I mean, what do you want? I I, I feel for Sean Payton here. I really do. What a stupid fucking question that was. I know you just said uh, how embarrassed you were, but how does it feel to be historically embarrassed? You said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. One more. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 70. What's the question? 
What's the question? How you feel about it being I just finished telling you. Historically embarrassing. Next <laughs> question. <laughs> God damn. Now, that may be embarrassing what happened to Sean Payton, but that's even more embarrassing for the reporter that after all of that, the best you can do is say, hey, yeah, I know you said it was embarrassing. However, it was historical. How historically embarrassed are you? What? Oh, I I don't like to agree with coaches in this because they always seem kind of dickish to me, but oh, fuck. I'm surprised Peyton didn't take off his shoe and beat that guy with it. Jesus. We also need to touch on, uh, in college football, one of the big stories going into this week's games was uh, Colorado, Deion Sanders, and his team, Colorado. They've been uh, very exciting to watch, and Sanders is uh, has been just uh, a lot of fun to follow, and you know, some of the coaches are getting annoyed because he, he wears sunglasses and uh, he wears his hat all the time. And uh, the coach of Colorado State the week before said some shit and Colorado kicked their ass. And oh, my God. Well, this week they go to Col- they go to Oregon, who's one of the best teams in football. Okay. And uh, Oregon beat the shit out of them. Just murdered him. Prior to the game, there was a video taken of the Colorado players walking onto the field, onto the uh, logo at the 50-yard line and wiping their feet on it. Oh, shit. Well, Oregon comes out and just kills them. Wasn't even close. Um, In fact, the coach of Oregon at halftime, he was quoted as saying, uh, they're playing for clicks. Uh, Colorado, we're playing for wins. And boy, did they. But before the game, the Oregon Duck, I think his name is like Paddles or something like that, or Flipper, I don't know. Here, Here's the Duck dressed up like Deion Sanders. And Deion Sanders often wears that stupid cowboy hat with the sunglasses and the gold chain. So the Duck comes out with all that shit on. What a troll, you know? And they have a um, a clock it says prime. So this is like supposed to be Deion Sanders. Prime time. All right. That's what they're going to do. They're going to do something hilarious. You can see it coming. So the duck, the duck comes out. He's got a bat on his shoulder. And he holds the bat up. And then he starts to beat up the prime time clock. With the bat as the team comes out. How cool is that? Okay, I get it. I get it. But then, uh, bad things happen. After he hits it once, and bad things are happening to me right now because this video just froze, and I don't like that. Oh, shit. Come on, guys. Ah, fuck me. Hang on. Shit, this happens from time to time. So talk about embarrassing. How does it feel to be his historically embarrassed? Easy. Well, that feels terrible. Next question. Next question. Okay. 
right in the butt. Look at the head fell off of the mascot. Oh no. The head fell off. There's only one thing to do when the head falls off the mascot and that is get the hell out of there. Uh, he goes running back into the tunnel and the guy picks up the head. Uh, it's the perfect opportunity to call the world's favorite mascot. That would be Griff from the Grand Rapids Griffins. Whenever something happens ridiculously mascot related, we have to get Griff on to discuss if there's anything relatable that has happened to our pal Griff. Eric. Hey, I'm on the podcast. Uh-oh, what you talking about now? Did you see the mascot of the Oregon Ducks? I did. I saw that last night. Yes, sir. That's uh, that's a nightmare scenario, is it not? It is. It's it's uh, mascot's worst nightmare. Yeah, you can't have that happen. Nope. Something uh, he had some type of malfunction inside that head. <laughs> isn't it, isn't it uh, pretty much standard practice that you have to um, you have to make you have to have that thing strapped down or no? Yeah, yeah, you would definitely want to have it strapped down. The uh, years ago, Zane, when I started doing it, um, the uh, chin strap that I had was just a single buckle on each side, and somebody had used the uh, costume before me, and I never thought to adjust the, the chin strap. And so when the, uh, the Griffin scored, I jumped up, and my shoulders popped the head right off. <laughs> It was, it was, it was a Friday night and it's a good thing it was sold out. And, uh, um, it was like slow motion. The head just bounced around and I hurry up and grabbed it and I ran up the stairs. And the good thing was everybody was stood up. So not, I don't know how many people saw me, but the funny thing is the following night we had a, so we had a Friday, Saturday. So I had to do the game the next day and I had this little kid up to me come up to me and says hey Griff I saw you with your head off oh no <laughs> yeah yeah that's a big no no and, 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 and you can't even answer you can't even answer no no um, I just was I was like I just gave him a thumbs up I'm like okay bud <laughs> yeah now I noticed that the mascot ran off is that is that a rule are you supposed to run off with no head or should you put the no. head on no, I'll just put it back on as quick as you can. He's, that's what I was like. Why didn't he just put it back on? And then he could have ran off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was pretty hilarious. But, um, no, we had it too, Zane, uh, about five years ago at the All-Star game. One of our mascots, uh, Hartford Wolfpack, he ended up uh, getting blindsided uh, from Audi from Utica. His head pops off. And uh, right when we're playing mascot hockey and the crowd just goes crazy and a bunch of us hurry up and swarmed him so he could put his head back on. And okay. He kept, he kept on playing. Oh my God. <laughs> that is, that's great. That's great. There was a, there was another video uh, that I saw that was going around um, over the weekend of the, uh, there was a, it looked like a football game between mascots. And, okay. And, uh, and it was uh I think the uh, Braves uh, mascot, 
I forget his name, Boomer or Blooper or something like that. Yeah, I think it's Boomer. That's what it was. He had a crazy stiff arm. Um, he was, uh, it was like a jet sweep to the left side and he's known for doing this. The audience is watching it as I'm talking to you and right, boom, he just hammered some little kid and, uh, and, and blooper is his name. And, uh, so they were playing mascot football with a bunch of little kids. Have you ever had that opportunity to really lay the lumber on a little shit wearing, uh, wearing football gear? (laughs) I did about three, I don't know how many years ago, I was over in Detroit for that same thing and uh, for the Lions game and we had mascots against kids and the, the thing about it is, you know, our visibility is not there, but you end up trucking some kids. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that is, that is fantastic. Yeah, yep. because you, I mean, you can't really hurt them, you know? Nah, they're kids, you know, they're flexible. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a good time. Yeah, I did. I didn't. Get, I was trying to get the ball, but you know, you're running routes, you're tackling kids. Yeah, you just lay them out. You know, well, it doesn't you, take much. Uh, I do have better visibility when you were um, uh, blitz or when you're Griff. Blitz for sure. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that you seem to have better hands as as blitz. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I've seen you. I've seen you perform. So I'm looking forward to seeing you October 13th. That's the first hockey game, uh, Griff. Yeah, October 13th and 14th. And you know too. I think the last time we had a little bit of mascot broom ball, um, I was going after the high school mascots because oh, yeah. I know their heads weren't buckled on it. And I remember your comment was, "Come on, Griff, you're not supposed to be doing that." <laughs> Do you remember the time, uh, probably 2005, when um, it, it was Eric Zane, Free Bear Hot Wings, and Little Joe, our producer, yeah. who yeah. we yeah. we um, we made Joe kind of like try to intimidate you, and that was a big mistake. Take everybody through what you did to Joe. Yeah, so you guys, that think I think it's when you guys kind of started getting big, your morning show, and Joe was down in the Z zone, and yeah, like you said, he was messing around with me, and um, I said, and I kind of knew who you guys were, and uh, Joe's not the biggest guy, but I ended up picking his ass up, <laughs> and remember, remember, I picked him upside down, didn't I put him in the garbage can? <laughs> he was so pissed off. Oh, it was fantastic. <laughs> it was great. And, and, uh, and then there was another time you guys were doing a promotion where you can ring Joe's bell and he had a football helmet with, and they had a little like cowbell strap to it and he had his back turned and people were throwing footballs at him. Yep. And, uh, I always like to get on, on the contest and right, right before it was all done, I had a football ready to go and, um, I could throw the ball pretty good. And, uh, I ended up slinging it, and I drilled him right in the back. I missed the oh, helmet, yeah. but I just drilled him, drilled him right in the back. Oh, good, good. He deserved that. Yeah, Jesus Christ. He turned. He turned. Oh. He turned out to be a real piece of shit. I, he he left town. He was like. Uh, he was like scorned. He had to leave town. It's so bad. Yeah, but no, I got. What I should do is write a book after all the years because I got tons of stories. I know you do. It's all awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, and by the way, congrats to your Buckeyes uh, walk-off touchdown against Notre Dame. That was impressive. Yeah. So am I live on your podcast right now? Yeah, I did tell you that. I I did tell you that. Uh, Well, you said I was on your podcast. Here, Here, listen to this real quick. I go down there without a ticket, Zane. I was there the week before and um, check things out. 
spent four hours trying to get a ticket, met this guy, long story short. I told him, I said, dude, let's just try to walk in. Okay. Tickets are going, tickets are going for six and above. Okay. This guy, Kenny, Kenny, from, Kenny from California. Uh-huh. This is no lie. no lie. We walked right in. We got into the game for free. We ended up going up and sitting in these seats where there were four seats there. Nobody ever showed up. I watched the game for less than a hundred dollars with gas and everything included. I went down there and we walked right in. It was unbelievable. It was so cool. You went down to South Bend to see the game. Yeah. And I, we walked right past the ushers and everything. Oh my God. I, I can't believe I did it. I had a little bit of liquid courage. Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? So basically so. you just walk and don't stop and you just hope that they don't, they, they, they don't think otherwise. And they didn't get, we didn't get stopped and, and none of, Nobody could believe it. My wife couldn't believe it. Nobody could believe it. Oh, my God. Well done. Yeah. So, yeah, go Buckeyes. I didn't know if they were going to pull it off or not, but it is what it is. It was a really good game. Did you see after the game Ryan Day losing his shit about Lou Holtz? I did. I did. We walked out, but I saw the highlights afterwards. The next morning, I watched the highlights. Yeah, he was he was a little fired up, wasn't he? He was so pissed that Holtz said that his team can't win a big game and. <laughs> He's losing his shit about Lou Holtz. <laughs> yep, Lou, who's ninety years old. Yeah, yeah. They, they were honoring him at halftime or some shit for winning the championship. But uh, yeah, all right. It looks like a collision course again between Michigan and Ohio State this year. Yep, it's probably going to be a good game. We'll see what happens. All right, buddy. Well, hey, I, I can't wait to see you. All right, you too, man. Thanks for the call. And uh, like I said, go Buckeyes. Yeah, we'll yeah. See you all right, buddy. We'll see you the 13th and 14th. Go Griffins. All right, I'll talk to you soon. There you go, Sean. That is uh, Griff from the Griffins. Is uh, sorry about the phone. I, I got. I think I gotta rework this thing here. It's not working the way it should. Or I should just actually get a phone interface. That might help too. Um, thank you to him. Great stories. Yeah, that actually happened with fucking Joe. Joe got a little sideways with Sean, and Sean's big, strong and pissed when you fuck with them. Ooh, man. Um, excellent. Amanda says, man, if only you upgraded your equipment. Yeah, 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 whatever. Uh, what is he doing? What is Joe doing for work now? Climbing instructor? No idea. No one knows. One day he'll surface again. How about that mascot hit, though? Uh, when that kid got trucked there? Was that not fantastic? Oh, that was a Derrick Henry stiff arm. Right here. Oh, that was so. Uh, uh, Blooper's done that before, this, this mascot. And I like how the mascot's face is angry. And I'm glad I like how he keeps shoving all these kids. I would love that job. Let me see if I can find more. Blooper stiff arms. Alright, here's another here's another episode. Same character, different game. Alright? Same character, blooper, blooper, different game from like a year ago. <laughs> so this, uh, 
this mascot is known for this. That is awesome. Excellent. We need more of that in the world. Mascots, trucking kids. He just shoves kids like they're made of paper. All right. Uh, Meanwhile, I've got one more thing I need to get into, and that is uh, the story of Mel Cabrera. Mel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. The uh, Tiger Slugger is finally retiring. We'll get to that in a second. First off, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV, 616-532-6600. If you need your cars fixed, uh, maintained, preventative maintenance, maybe it's a catastrophe happens, you're on the side of the road stuck, you take it to Irvine's in Grand Rapids, 616-532-6600. That's 616-532-6600. For Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. E.R. Vines online. That's E.R. Vines. I just booked Joe Martinez to tune up the furnace. It's going to be at my house October 12th, 8.30 in the morning. I'll be doing the podcast. He basically just lets himself in, says hey to the NFK, steals a couple of beers, and then tunes up the furnace. No, he doesn't steal a couple of beers. I can't, I can't, can't even get behind that. Uh, 616-516-8579. Get your furnace tuned up. From A and E. You should see this uh, these folks twice a year. Once for the furnace. Once for the AC. 616-516-8579 for A and E heating and cooling. The mortgage professional for the show. And this can be uh, utilized by uh, anyone in the audience. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. From no matter where you are in the U.S. Call upon Mario for your mortgage needs. 231-332-6505. Whether it's your first mortgage your 10th, or if you've owned your home for a while and you want to get some money out of your home, reach out to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Miguel Cabrera is ending his career. He only has a handful of games for the Detroit Tigers. He'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, one of the all-time greats and a wonderful human being. Everybody loves Miguel Cabrera. He's the type of guy that in his final season, uh, when he makes an appearance on the road, the opposing team uh, gives him gifts because he's retiring. You know, uh, uh, one team gave him like a Harley Davidson motorcycle. Um, another team gave him like a vacation. Another team gave it like in Cleveland, they gave him like a guitar. For the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, something to do with the community, maybe I don't know. Uh, but every he every town is giving him a gift. Uh, the locals give him a standing ovation when he's up to bat. Yeah, you know, it's all it's a nice long kiss goodbye. Now, uh, one of the things about uh, Mel Cabrera, I keep calling him Mel Cabrera. I don't know why I keep doing that. It's Miguel Cabrera. Uh, he goes to the uh, to Oakland. And, you know, that is like wine country. And the A's gave him a a, a bottle of cheap wine. Now, the A's are known for horrible fucking frugality. They're so cheap that the field 
the team that they fielded for years has been so bad that the uh, fans are just fed up because they don't spend any money. They don't spend money on a new stadium. They don't spend money on, on players. And they, they get like, you know, a few thousand fans per game. It's a real pile of shit. Now, uh, the team, they, they bought him a cheap bottle of hooch. So he comes out graciously and he gets his bottle of hooch. There he is getting a bottle of wine. More on that in a second. Corey says, wasn't the film Moneyball based on that? Well, yeah, that uh, they didn't spend any money then either, but they just happened to get a uh, general manager um, named Billy Bean who was sided with a guy who knew a lot about statistics and numbers. Um, and they were able to create a baseball team with like various statistic anomalies to produce some type of uh, quality team that ended up doing very well for like one year, you know? And yeah, that was the, that was the uh, structure of the team. Then they, they didn't spend any money. So they spend like 50 bucks on a bottle of cheap hooch for Cabrera. It isn't so much. I mean, it's one thing that they bought him a bottle of cheap wine. But the bigger problem is uh, he's a uh, he's an alcoholic and, uh, you know, he's, he's very sensitive to that sort of thing. Like when the Tigers, the success that he that uh, the very little success that the Tigers have had over the years, if they ever won a pennant or won the division, they would have, you know, in the in the clubhouse, everybody's pouring champagne and beer over their head. Since he was their superstar, they would respect that and they wouldn't allow any alcohol in the locker room because. You know, they don't want anything bad to happen. They want to respect this Hall of Fame player over the years. So they would only celebrate with like sparkling non-alcoholic beverages. No alcohol. They were strict about it too. So the fucking, the A's get him a bottle of hooch as a retirement gift. How tone deaf do you have to be? God damn. 12-time All-Star, two-time MVP, triple crown winner. At one one point, he led the uh, league in, in one year in, in RBIs, home runs, and I forgot the other one. Is it runs or, or hits? Who knows? God damn, the careless Frugales messed up with their wine retirement gift for Miguel Cabrera in every way. God damn, this is ugly. And look at and Cabrera is so sweet about it. He's, you know, he's he's graciously accepting the gift. The whole Tiger organization's like, God damn it! How what a bunch of assholes! As recently as last year, when he recorded his three thousandth hit of his career, he celebrated with a glass of non-alcoholic champagne. Uh, he got sober in twenty ten. He faced legal issues due to his drinking in 2009 and again in 2011, and then he finally turned it around. In 2012, when they did, uh, when they won the pennant, when they won their division, uh, again, the team made sure to have non-alcoholic champagne available, but still, though, Cabrera excused himself from the celebration because he didn't want want anything to, you know, trigger him. 
However, the Oakland A's weren't the only team to fuck up. Um, the Marlins got him a bottle of rum. <laughs> Houston gave him a bottle of wine. Ah, fuck. Um, the bottle of wine that they got Cabrera was 90 bucks. The A's, if they were to be sold, are worth more than $1 billion. The bottle was autographed by the team. I think the bigger thing is how can you have all these people signing it, all the management saying, yeah, let's get him a bottle of cheap wine. And not one person says, is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? Is this a good, are we sure we should give the alcoholic a bottle of wine as a retirement gift? Maybe we should rethink the bottle of wine. Unbelievable. Uh, Ashley says, oh man, remember his driving with the brown liquor? Don't you know who I am stunt? No, I, I don't. I don't recall what the fuck you're talking about. Some of your co- on some of your comments, I think you need to work context in. I'm not in your brain going over the thoughts with you. Yeah. She, now she writes his DUI. Yeah, you, you gotta... Never mind. Forget it. You're just bad at this sometimes. That's all. Go work on your feet. Holy shit. She says it's not my fault. You're stupid. No, no, you are. You're right. Oh, man, remember his driving with the brown liquor? Don't you know who I am stunt? No, no one does. What the fuck is wrong with you? All right. Today's asshole of the day. Boy, I'm not sure. Do you have any suggestions? Uh, Friday was the golfer who ripped off his shirt. Uh, it's got to be Jamingo today, right? I mean, John can go fuck himself. I, I, I seriously think I will never talk to that guy every, ever again. If that guy died, I wouldn't care. Uh, that is your asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball. Second place, Linda. That's the show. I'm on Patreon in a little bit. We need to talk about... We need to talk about the girl college football player. Do you see this story? Wow. We'll get into that on the Patreon. Dumb fuck Ashley now is texting me shit that no one gives a fuck about. Uh, look, this is what I meant. Miguel Cabrera, DUI. Shut up. All right, till next time, folks. Have a good one. <laughs>